Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. How are you? I have been doing a lot of emotional release work lately. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I just feel heavy and it's not from a specific thought that I'm having or a specific situation that I'm aware of. It's more of just a state of being where I feel heavy. And whether it's the planets and their alignment or whatever it might be in these times, What I find helps me is to just let myself be okay being a little down. This isn't sulking in a place where you get super reactive and you make it worse and you whine and complain to yourself about it. No, that's not what I mean. I mean simply letting it be okay to sometimes feel sad. I think we're in this place where society tells us we're supposed to be happy. And if we're not happy, something's wrong. And I just want to acknowledge that that sounds great for us to just be happy. And yet here we are in this human life where there's a full richness of emotions that we can experience. And no, it doesn't feel great (laughs) to feel down But it also feels alive. Like there's this depth to sadness that if we let ourselves experience without making it wrong, can be quite freeing and liberating and also connecting because we are humans on this earth meant to have a full range of emotional experiences and we're not meant to deny ourselves those. And so, I don't know where you're at in your own emotional journey, but for me to share a bit about mine this week, there's just been a lot of crying and not in a bad way, truly, just in a way of, I can tell I'm doing release work. I can tell that I'm just letting go. And the thing about the emotional release work that I do is you don't have to have a specific thing or topic in mind. It doesn't have to be that you've identified something that's gone wrong. It simply can be you have an emotion, you have a feeling, you have a tension in your body, something's come up and you just let yourself go there and you move the way your body wants you to move and you let yourself experience the emotion in that way. And so for me, this looks like sometimes turning the lights off in the room by myself, letting myself cry or listening to music that calls to me and just swaying with my body as my body wants me to move and letting myself shake and exhale and cry or scream or laugh, whatever I feel called to do. This is how 
I allow myself to let go of things from the past that I might not even know what they are. It's me feeling into the richness of life, of emotions, without making them into a big, bad story, just letting myself experience them. So that's where I've been the past couple days, the past week. What about you? Feel free to to send me a note, share how you're doing, share where you're at. You can reach me on social media, find me on Instagram at Believe Seed, or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name, Lisa Filia, is the best place to, to reach me there. You can also email me at lisa at believeseed.com. Okay, let's talk about today's topic. I want to share about how we limit our own confidence. And this is a topic that has come up a lot in my group coaching program. I am currently taking folks through the Soul-Filled Self-Confidence group coaching program. And a lot of what's come up for them is how they're stopping themselves from being confident. And this is very different than how we tend to think about confidence because it's not about building it. It's about letting go what's in the way of our confidence. And in one of my one-on-one clients' sessions this week, he had the same experience where he said, perhaps confidence is the absence of anxiety. And as we dove into that more, it really got to the heart of what I often teach. And I tell my clients, and I've shared here with you all on this podcast, that our natural state is self-confidence. It's just the other emotions can sometimes get in the way. And it's not that those other emotions are bad. They just need to be released. And this relates to what I was sharing in the beginning with my own journey this past week. So what I want to do is I want to tell you some of the ways that people limit their confidence. And I think when I share them, you might start to identify in your own life, how this might have been you, how you maybe have done the same things. And if you can notice it, it can help you then to catch it the next time. And when you catch it, you can redirect as you feel called into a place more grounded in your natural state of confidence. So the core message that I want to leave you with today is that we stop our own confidence from flowing through because of the fears we have about it, about what will happen if we let ourselves access that confidence. And knowing this, what our brain does is it feeds us these fears and it tells us these things that we then hold onto that limit our own ability to connect to our confidence. And so in the course of today's episode, my wish, my hope, my desire is that you not only see ways you are limiting your own confidence, but you can use this episode as a guide, as a tool to help you reconnect to your confidence. Because when you see how you're limiting yourself, you can cut the chains. You can release yourself from the entrapments of our own mind's fears in order to allow ourselves to fully embrace all of who we are. And so that is what today's episode is all about. 
And before I dive in, I do want to share a work win. And this win, instead of it being one specific thing like I normally do, I want to share the results that one of my clients has gotten from just working with me for one month. As a coach, I help my clients do their work their way with soul. And a part of that is focused on career, but it expands beyond career. It talks about who we are as a person because when we do our work our way with soul, it means bringing our full selves to our work. In order to do that, we need to coach from a holistic place, a place that takes into account all of who we are. And so here is a list of the wins. And these are just some of the key highlights I want to share that this client has had from just one month of working together. This client was able to have his first day in his new job feeling energized, lighthearted, and connected instead of feeling anxious and like he had to prove himself in his role. This client is setting boundaries at work instead of overworking to overcompensate for feeling inadequate. This client is also noticing the emotions that he's been hiding from himself, and he's using tools to allow himself to access them more closely. This client is also disidentifying from his thoughts that are no longer serving him. He's noticing his thoughts as thoughts as opposed to definitions of who he is. And because of that, he's able to break apart from them and see himself in a new way. And lastly, this client is sleeping better than he has in a long time. These are the wins that this client is having from one month. And these type of wins are things you can have too. If you want help with this, join me. I have one-on-one coaching spots available. It starts with a free consult where we dive into your goals. You can sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. Okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you six ways in which we tend to limit our confidence. And the way that we limit our confidence has to do with fear. So each of these six ways has a fear associated with it and a way we're connecting that to a negative outcome that could happen from confidence. So I'll start with the first fear, share that with you, and we'll go through the list. And as I'm doing this, I invite for you to notice which ones resonate with you. Okay, the first fear that causes us to limit our confidence is we have a fear that if we are confident, we will miss something. So again, the core message from today is that our brain has fears associated with being confident. And so these fears are things our brain does not want to acknowledge. So it limits our confidence so it doesn't have to face these fears. So this first fear is the fear that we will miss something if we are confident. What this looks like is we're afraid that if we're confident, we'll stop being careful. We won't double check our work. And so in this case, we've tied confidence with carelessness. Our brain thinks confidence means careless and it's afraid if we're that way, we will miss something. But here's the truth. When we stop ourselves from feeling confident because we think we will miss something, what we end up doing 
is often making ourselves feel insecure. Second guessing ourselves. I was talking to a client about this just this week in the group coaching program. She was sharing she didn't want to access her confidence because if she did, she could not double check her work as thoroughly because she'd just get careless. And so what she ends up doing is questioning herself and her own abilities over and over so that she then will check her work. And it's not that she's consciously trying to beat herself down, but it's a subconscious response her brain has created to get her to be more careful because it's associated confidence with carelessness. It then makes her feel insecure so that she double checks. So the brain is making her feel insecure not because she's done anything wrong, simply because it thinks if it does that, it means she'll be more careful, which means she'll not miss anything, which means she'll have better quality work, which means she'll give a better deliverable and her boss will be more appreciative and she'll get farther ahead. Wow. Look at all of that the brain builds in to this idea of the limits that can happen from confidence. It thinks confidence means careless. So it stops us from getting to fully feel good in our work because it wants us to be careful. But guess what? You still end up missing something. The brain's afraid you'll miss something if you're confident. Well, you do miss something when you're not confident. You miss the opportunity to get to be you. You miss the opportunity to get to show up as yourself. You miss the opportunity to feel good as you do your work because you can double check your work from a place of confidence or a place of insecurity. The choice is yours. Whether or not you double check your work has nothing to do with how confident you are. It simply has to do with the choice you make and what you decide to do. So decide to make confidence mean you are showing up for you, not missing out, not missing something in your work. And just decide for yourself, regardless of your level of confidence, you're going to double check your work because that's your way. That's your process. Now, confidence doesn't have to mean carelessness. Instead, it can just mean connection to you as you confidently check your work and stay attached to who you are. The next limit and how we limit our own confidence is our brain has a fear that we will upset our boss or our colleagues if we share our opinion. What this looks like is we have something that we want to share that we think will be helpful, but we're afraid that people will not take it the right way, that they'll wonder why we think what we think, that we won't believe in our own validity and credibility, that they'll question our own advice and that they'll stop seeing us the way we want to be seen, they'll think that we think we're full of ourselves. And so what we've done is we've tied confidence to cockiness. We're afraid that if we boast our own ideas, people will see it in a way that isn't what we want to be seen as. They'll think we're cocky and we don't want to seem cocky or arrogant or egotistical. And so what do we do? Well, We beat ourselves down into humility so that we seem approachable. We hold our opinions back so that we don't cause a ruckus on the team. And we think that'll stop our boss from being upset with us. But the truth is, it can actually make it worse. 
We think holding back our opinion will keep us in our team's good graces. And this is something that came up on a group coaching call as well by another client. They were holding back their opinion because they didn't want to upset the team because they didn't know if the team would agree. And what they realized through coaching together was that they could also be upsetting their boss by not sharing their opinion. And in fact, they had been hired to be heard. They were hired to provide value, to give advice, and to let that advice be a contributing factor to the team's success. So her not sharing her opinion because she was afraid people would get upset with her was actually potentially causing them to get upset because she wasn't sharing it. What this shows us is that they could be upset either way, whether you share your opinion or you don't. And if that's the case, you might as well let yourself be heard. You may as well let yourself get to express your ideas because one, that is what we're here to do. And two, it could help. It could help the team. It could be the thing that needs to be said, even if it's not the thing they act upon. So confidence does not equal cockiness. Confidence equals contribution. That's the truth of it. We can free ourselves from the binds of thinking that we'll be cocky if we're confident and instead realize we'll actually be contributing. The next limit that I want to share comes from a fear that we will lose our friends. And this is similar to the previous one, but it's this idea that we will lose out if we're confident. We think if we're confident, people won't feel like we're approachable anymore. And so they'll let us go or they'll reject us or they'll get annoyed with us for showing up so strong. So our brain has linked confidence with loneliness and it does not want to be lonely. So it uses self-depreciating humor in a way that tears us down, not in a way that feels good to us or fun to us. And it will say things that kind of chip away at our own self-worth and say it to others and ask for others' advice and opinion to try to bring them into the conversation, not because we really feel we need it, but because we want to feel connected to them because we don't want to be alone. But the truth is, when we stop ourselves from our confidence because we're afraid we'll be alone, we still end up alone. Because when we're not sharing who we are, we're isolating ourselves from others. Nobody gets to meet us, so we're actually alone, even in the conversation with other people. Instead, what we want to see is how confidence is that great connector, that way for us to get to express ourselves. And even if people reject us for it, which they might, at least we're not rejecting ourselves. And then we'll be able to attract to us those who truly resonate with our message and truly value our contributions. So this is why confidence does not equal loneliness. It actually creates a sense of community. Because when we're confident and we let ourselves show up confidently as ourselves, we create a community around us that is accepting of this. And we let go and others let go of us for those who don't resonate with us. So those relationships may end and we may lose friends. But those are just relationships now complete. It does not mean that we are wrong to share ourselves. 
What is wrong is hiding ourselves from even ourselves. So let confidence mean community because it's you, one, being in communion with yourself, but two, creating a community around you of those who support you. The next limit that I want to share our brain is afraid we'll offend others if we're confident. And the way that I've seen this show up a lot lately with my clients is with boundaries. They're afraid if they set a boundary and they say no, they're going to offend other people. And they're afraid they'll be perceived as mean. And so in this case, the brain has tied being confident with being mean because it thinks that if you're confident, you'll say no when you want to say no, which is true, you would do that. But then that other people will see that as mean and you don't want to be mean. But here's the thing. When you stop yourself from saying no and setting boundaries, you are being mean to yourself. You're stopping yourself from getting to do what you want to do and not do what you don't want to do and holding your own boundaries for what you will accept and how you will be treated and how you will let others treat you. We train those around us for how to treat us. And if we don't allow ourselves boundaries and we don't say no, when we want to say no, or yes, when we want to say yes, we don't give ourselves the chance to be us. So we are being mean to ourselves. We are still being mean. We're not avoiding the meanness. We're just turning it inward. And what's more, if we don't set a boundary because we're afraid we'll offend and we know confidence would allow us to set the boundary So instead, we self-sabotage and don't say no. If we do all of that, we're actually being mean to others by not letting ourselves be confident and not setting the boundary. How is this mean? You're not allowing them to find another way. If you are on a team and you have a full plate and you say yes over and over, You're not saving the team. You're actually doing a slow death because what really needs to happen is new processes. Maybe another person needs to be added to the team. Maybe different priorities need to be set and dropped, but that's not going to be realized because you are burning yourself out because you keep saying yes. That's mean to the team, to yourself, to the company, and it's not setting you or anyone up for long-term success. So you're actually being mean by not letting yourself be confidently setting boundaries. So confidence does not mean mean. It's actually kind. Confidence is kind because it gives you the grace to say no when you want to say no. And you give others the opportunity to do the same by showing that that is the culture that you and your team have. And you invite the team to see new ways in which to get things done that are more supportive in the long run for the team. So confidence is not mean. It is kind. Another way that we limit our own confidence is from a fear of being judged. We're afraid if we're confident, that means we'll be truthful and vulnerable. And if we're vulnerable, People might deny us and judge us and see us and criticize us in a harsh way, and we do not want that. And so we've linked confidence with vulnerability, and we've made that mean that we could be at the whim 
of another person's opinion of us. And so we stop ourselves from being confident because we think then we won't be vulnerable. And if we're not vulnerable, we can't be judged. But what we actually are doing is judging ourselves ahead of time by not letting ourselves express ourselves, by not allowing ourselves to be us. So a lack of confidence creates judgment still in ourselves about ourselves. And a lack of confidence is also creating a judgment of others, judging that they will judge us before we even give them a chance. So it's not that confidence leads to vulnerability, which leads to judgment. It's that a lack of confidence leads to us prematurely judging others because we are making vulnerability mean our fate is in their hands. But the truth is, true vulnerability isn't about giving our emotional response, giving our own sense of worth to another to rate and judge. It's about knowing who we are, honoring who we are, and standing by who we are and what we believe even when others judge us, even if they judge us. So vulnerability can have different meanings. And I want us to think about vulnerability not as us giving ourselves to another to rate and deem our worth, but instead us showing up as ourselves in truth. So confidence isn't about dependent vulnerability on another. It's about truth. And from that place of truth, of honoring what we believe and what we think, we create a state of openness, of non-judgment, which means even if they judge us, we're there for us. So confidence isn't vulnerability and giving ourself to another. It's actually truth and it's actually strength. It's actually so strong because we're there for us. And the last way that I want to share for how we limit our confidence comes from a fear that we will feel limited if we are confident. What do I mean by this? Well, this came up on a group coaching call again. And in this case, for this client, they had a lot of different options to consider. And they were feeling nervous about what to decide. And as we coached on it, what we came to realize was her brain did not want her to decide because for her, deciding meant limiting. And in order to decide, she wanted to feel confident. So she knew subconsciously, not in her own conscious awareness, but subconsciously, that if she let herself feel good and confident, it meant she might choose. And if she chose, it meant limits, which meant lost opportunity, which meant sadness. So of course our brain didn't want her to feel confident because confident meant limit. Confident meant not getting to be in possibility anymore, which is what she wanted. But here's the truth of it. What was happening was her being in a little bit of overwhelm and anxiety because she hadn't decided was causing her to loop over and over on the same decisions. And she wasn't deciding from that place of anxiety. So the truth is, the anxiety was limiting because she wasn't making a choice. And when she realized that once she made a choice, what would happen next, 
while she would dig deeper into that choice and new possibilities would come because she'd taken a step forward. And so what she realized is if she allowed herself to access her confidence, she, yes, would decide. And yes, that would limit the other options because she would have chosen, but it would also open the door to all these new opportunities and possibilities that she wasn't letting herself consider because she wasn't letting herself get past the first step. So in allowing herself to be confident, she was actually creating possibility. So the truth is confidence is not limiting. Confidence is possibility. It's letting yourself express and try new things and be adventurous because you are confidently there for you, choosing and acting upon those choices and coming to new ideas, new realizations and new paths because of it. So those are the six ways we tend to limit our confidence because of fear. We've talked through each of these ways and what we've made confidence mean, and I've given you alternatives for the truth of what confidence actually is. Confidence is not careless, it's careful. Confidence is not cocky, it's connection. Confidence is not loneliness, it's community. Confidence is not mean. It's kind. Confidence is not dependent, weak vulnerability. It's strength. It's courage. And confidence is not limiting. It's possibility. When we let ourselves see this, we drop our fears. We stop the limits and we let ourselves tap into what truly is ours. Because bottom line, our brain has fears about what will happen if we're confident. And when we realize this and we look into those fears and see how we can let them go, how we can release them, how they're not even true, we let ourselves tap into what is rightfully ours, our own self-confidence. And so in this episode, I've shared how to identify what these limits tend to be and the truth about them, about the beauty, the brilliance, the possibility that confidence creates. So let yourself access it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.